Welcome back to another episode of Inside Boxing Live. I am Dan Canobio. He is the former world champion, Chris Algieri, and we're still living in this post Haney Lomachenko world. What a fight. You were there, Chris. Uh, we did our breakdown. First of all, how are you doing? Let me ask you how you're doing. I'm doing good. Finally got some some sleep last night. Taking red eye home is uh, pretty rough. Takes a couple days to recover, but I'm, I'm back. He's back. He's ready to go. You watched the fight again. And what, did you, did. what are some takeaways you had from the second watch? I haven't watched it again. Number one takeaway. This was an excellent, excellent fight. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoyed it you know, the first time around. I enjoyed it even more the second time where I could really just hone in and watch what each man was doing because both men had a game plan they both executed and it was just it was it was just such a tightly contested bout man that's why that's why we have so many discussions going on right now and why everyone thinks this guy won or that guy won but i mean at the end of the day it's just a phenomenal fight and i think this is going to be one of those fights for the ages that is always going to be discussed it's always going to be argued and people are going to have points on both sides but listen if we can really just from a purist perspective, look at this fight for what it is. It's a great fight. Yes. It's a it's a really, really good fight. And I, I think that we need to talk more about that rather than who won or why did this happen? Why did that happen? I mean, it's just it's a great fight. This is how it goes, man. You get very in the moment. You get so heated. Like the first 48 hours, discuss the scorecards, discuss the robbery, discuss everything you got to discuss, but then move on. Like start to, to, to uh, come down a little bit. And when I'm coming down a little bit from it too, and what I'm thinking is, you know what? Very good fight. A fight, these are the types of fights that make boxing go round and round. Like we still argue Hagler versus Sugar Ray Leonard. Um, I'm not saying this fight is up on that level, but this fight is going to be debated for 20, 30 years from now because they're two really big names. Uh, it was that good of a fight. Hopefully the conversation moves away from the bad scorecards, away from the robbery and all that towards, wow, awesome fight in lightweight division. The lightweight division's on fire. Uh, boxing's on fire. And we go on with that. One other thing too, Chris, um, Devin Haney's catching a lot of flack and none of his own doing. Like he went in there and he, he did his job and he tried to win a fight and he got his hand raised. Um, but I think it's time to give him a little bit of credit here. We're talking about a guy who's 24 years old. He's doing what everyone wants fighters to do today. What is that, the biggest criticism of today's generation of fighters? They don't fight anybody. They barely fight. They don't challenge themselves. This is a guy who went twice to Camboso's backyard. The whole narrative where he took less money. He wins the, the uh, undisputed 135-pound uh, belts. A lot of guys don't defend their undisputed belts. What does he do? He defends it against Vasily Lomachenko, gets the controversial win. Go even back. He's fought Giorgio Diaz. He's fought Jorge Linares. He's building a very nice resume for a guy that's 24 years old. He's doing it right now. So shout out to Devin Haney. I know he's catching a lot of flack, uh, but I really feel like um, compared to his contemporaries, uh, he's putting together a nice little resume for himself. No, there's no question about it. I mean, and that was another thing I noticed was watching the fight. You know, the, the strategy that he employed, it was it was very different than what he's done in the past. It was, it was utterly surprising to me. Um, you know, he's known as a jabber. He didn't fight like that. He fought like a, like a puncher and a counter puncher. And, um, and listen, I was in the room. I mean, the punches he was throwing, he, he was throwing the much harder, more dangerous punches all night long, which is one of the reasons why, you know, the, the fight was fought the way that it was fought. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, the kid is, and I say kid cause he's 24 and I fully respect him and everything he's doing, but man, unbelievable to be that young to be that sharp and being 12 rounds with a guy like Lomachenko who used to be no Moschenko, right? That's he used to, he used to totally befuddle guys and make yeah. them quit. Those days are over. And those days are over, but, but doesn't matter. Haney, you know, was on the brink, you know, in this fight and was able to pull it out. And I mean, to, to, to him be able to show that at this level, at that age, dude, I mean, 
incredible, incredible yeah. stuff. And someone that is still developing, like he was working on things out there. Um, there was, I said it during the telecast, there were things that he was obviously working on the gym. He brought it in into a fight against someone of that caliber. That is utterly highly, highly impressive to, to do that. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it just speaks to the fact that he's not sitting on his laurels. He's trying to get better. He's trying to get better. He's trying to change up his style too. The biggest yeah. criticism on him Dang. was like clinch, jab, jab, clinch. Didn't really do any of that on, on no. Saturday night. Um, you know, people say he's boring. He goes, all right, I'm going to just throw body shots and I'm going to throw power punches and I'm not going to sit behind my jab. We talked about this in the last episode. Was it the greatest game plan? No. Uh, did it come back to bite him in the ass? No, because he got his hand raised. But I don't know if he'll fight like that at 140. I think he'll go back to jabbing. I think he needs to mix the, mix the two of them. Yes. I, honestly, I, I loved what I saw from him, the things that he did. But I, I, like I said, I think on the last show, he just stood within range a little too much after doing really good stuff. And then I think if he is able to mix this combination of this power, this position where he fights like a power counter puncher, but then goes into the jab in between, he's going to completely shut down anything that, that anybody can do. And he's really going to escalate and elevate himself. And I think, yeah, that's, that's a, that's, that's a very dangerous man. If he can mix those two styles that he's shown to be able to do at the highest level from the fighting side of things, I think we got it down what he needs to be to, to be successful and continue his reign at, whether it's at 135 or jump up to 140 from a markability side. I think he should lean into the villain role. Like we saw yeah. on Friday with the shove. That was like dipping his toes in the water, and mm -hmm. it got a great response. It probably got the best, res the biggest response of anything he's done in his career because it showed some personality. I feel like Haney is kind of in the in-between. Am I a good guy? Do I want to be a villain? Um, you looked at the crowd on Saturday night. You were in there. About 70% uh, for Lomachenko. And we're in Las Vegas where Haney's hometown. He's not really known as a ticket seller. I think he should lean into the villain role. Boxing needs the villain. I mean, look what Floyd Mayweather did. He needs to just accept it. Because even on Instagram, he said, uh, undisputed villain. Really lean into it and just start talking shit about everybody. Call everybody out. Scorched earth. Go fully into it and see what that can do for you. Well, it's it's the Floyd Mayweather game plan. It's exactly what he used to. He used to be pretty boy Floyd. And then he switched over to Money Mayweather. And he, and he became the heel. And that's where the money really went up. That's when the... the, the Everyone wanted to tune in. And he, Floyd knew it. As he moved up in weight classes, he wasn't going to be the same kind of puncher he was down at 130, 135. You know, once he got into the 40s and the 47s, those guys are big. His power wasn't going to be the same. He, he knew that he needed to make an adjustment in order to get eyes and people interested. So he became the heel. Now you're not tuning in to watch me knock somebody out. You're tuning in to watch me lose. And Floyd did that brilliantly. And like, like you said, Haney, Haney looks to be making himself the heel now and, and leaning into that, that persona. Will it work out the same way it did for Floyd? Well, you got to win. It's, That's it's, the thing. It's not yeah. Well, you got to win, and and but listen, if he keeps fighting like this, I mean, and and keeps progressing the way he is, yeah. like you said, he's twenty. He's twenty four. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy like the the pace he's, he's on, the pace he's on, the pace the sport is on right now. It's like wait a second. Everyone's kind of like waiting for the other shoe to drop. The boxing fans. It's like. Could he go right into a Shakur fight? Could he go right into a T.O. Taylor winner? Can he go right into a tank fight? Can we really get all these huge fights in like an 18-month, two, a two-year span by the time he's 25? Like, boxing fans are programmed to not think that's possible, but it very well could happen. Yeah, but he, he might need the mental break. I mean, doing having this kind of fight at this at this level, um, training camps are hard. Training camps take a lot out of you. You're, I mean, the, the amount of sacrifice that you make for months and months at a time. And I know Devin lives lives the life, and he has for pretty much his whole life. He was, he's, I, re, I, re, I remember Devin in the gym at 11 years old yep. when I was sparring in Las Vegas, and he was literally ringside and, and knew him and 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 um and his father for for over a decade. 
So he's he's earned a little bit of a rest or maybe even like, you know, not such a huge fight. What does that rest then, mean, though? Because I, I, I put together a list yesterday. Take some time. Yeah, of course. Take your six months, um, which all the fighters seem to do, or even longer. But like his if he stays at 135, there's Shakur and there's Tank. But there's also he has all four belts. There's mandatories out there. There's the IBF is up next, according to our friend Jake Donovan, who's really on top of these things. Gustavo Limos. Are you familiar with him? No. He's an Argentinian. He's your country folk. He is, well, uh, is that, that even a term? Countryman. Um, <laughs> one of those per episode. Um, country folk. Um, he is undefeated. He's a, a puncher. But, you know, that, that, that would be technically like a taking a breather, I feel like, for Haney. If he stays at 135. Obviously, the, that's the, the low end of the spectrum in terms of sexiest moves for Haney uh, moving up. Also, there's Tank. There's, there's uh, Shakur. Shakur. There's the winner of, of Zapata. Zapata, yeah, there are other names at 140. He doesn't have to jump right into a, a T.O. Taylor winner. There are ways. To, oh, for, no, for I'm sorry. I was talking about 35. Um, oh, William uh, Zapata. Zapata, yeah, William Zapata. Right, there's Pitbull Cruz, there's Keyshawn, uh, 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 Keyshawn Davis, there's um, Frank Martin. Um, I don't think he's going to fight any of those guys. It's interesting because there's so many ways that Haney can go. Like, I don't know his deal with top rank. Uh, will he go to 140? Will he stay at 135? You know, he has said... The biggest fights are at 135 for me. I'll stick around and build the legacy here and then worry about other fights down the road. What do you think he'll do next? I mean, I can't imagine he's going to stay at 35 for anything other than those those massive fights, whether they're Tank or Shakur uh, or a rematch with Loma. I, I, I personally think he should fight Loma again. I think Why is that, the rematch uh, not even being discussed? I don't know. I don't know. You know, you know, the, Bill did that interview afterwards, which, which, which was an awesome interview. I just did just the fact that he said... Um, you know that the fight didn't deserve because it wasn't close. That's that we, I mean, he has to say that it's a. Yeah, Haney sure. also said but, I'm pound for pound number one right now. We know that's not true. No, I mean it, people say a lot of things in interviews, and a lot of it is you know it's 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 especially in the moment and, what, and whatever. But I, I think he should fight Loma again. I I think with some of the technical adjustments that um, we we actually just spoke about, I think he can actually win the fight pretty make it much much more clear cut he could have made it very clear cut that night you know by making some of those adjustments but you know he didn't but it's the first time you, you fight somebody like that and we've seen haney in rematches he's very good at executing game plans and, and and learning things during uh during a fight um so was loma but you know at loma at 35 can can he muster up another performance like he did on saturday night i, I got know. asked right before the, the 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 fight started you know is loma still that guy and i said yeah i think he's as good as ever um, but I don't know if that's going to be enough, and that's exactly it's probably what the only fight, fight he's going to get up for again would be a, a one thirty a rematch right into it. Yeah. I don't think he's going down to one thirty. I see a lot of tweets about that. That that I yeah. first of all he's thirty five. It's really hard to make that weight. Number one, number two, yeah, it's like I what are you going to do? Is it is it for him? Is I don't know. I'm just guess. I'm just using know. the old adage like you get up there in age, it's harder to lose weight. You would yeah, know better I than just, I would. I, I, I just think he's just fighting at a, a, a an escalated a heavier weight than he needs to. I, he does not look like a thirty five pounder. These guys are big. All of them. I mean, Tank, not so much. He obviously he's a he's a shorter guy too. Um, there's only so much you can pack on a frame without being too bulky. But um, yeah, Loma's just he's not he's not the same size as these guys. Mm -hmm. And I, I think a lot of it is pride that he chooses to fight at 35. Um, there's also money because those are the biggest fights possible. But I feel like he can go back down to 30 and probably dominate there as well. You but, know what's uh, interesting? You know. If he says I beat Haney in my mind, fans think so. Majority of fans think so. I should just fight Shakur then. Because Shakur's next up, and like they won't bill it as a title fight, but they can be like, "All right, these are two of the best." I could see that happening. I could see like if it's. I think it would be a more of a rematch talk if Haney was solidified with top rank. 
because I think Bob yes. would push for it. It might have been point. even been worked into the contract. I'm he's on it, the third it fight of his been, deal. Would be an easier fight to make. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's a lot's gonna be happening with uh, Devin Haney and all these weights. Let me ask you, put you on the spot here, Chris. Rank these lightweights one through four. Haney, Loma, Shakur, Tank. <laughs> so tough. I, I I mean I I got Shakur as number one, and I've I've been adamant about that. I know it's kind of early to say that, but I just I just think stylistically, I think what he brings to the table. I think he's that guy. I think he's going to be the future of of these divisions. Um, I just have a feeling that that he really is the man to beat. Now, now here's where it gets tricky, right? Because Haney just beat Loma very very closely. Um, you know, and and you can argue that as much as you want. Like, are it's almost like it's hard not to have them almost tied. You know, but you know Haney slightly ahead, but it could be it could almost be a tie depending on how how it goes in the future. But I don't see them. If they were to fight again, I don't think, you know, I don't think, I think it would be different. I think I think Haney would be a little more clear-cut in his decision. Now, can Haney beat Tank? And I know a lot of people out there saying, like, ah, based on the things, you know, he's be able to get hit with some of those straight left hands from Loma. If Tank hits him, it's going to be a big problem. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I think Tank beats him pretty easily. We're seeing Haney's Ronnie progression, agrees. though. He's getting better. Yeah, he's but he got hit with a lot. Better. I know we're giving, we're giving Haney his flowers here, but he did get hit with a lot of shots, and he yeah. did gas late. So you but have got, Tank he last? Back. He came back in the 12th. Would you have Loma third or Tank third? Um, no, I would I would have... Go your I mean, list. Shakur, I, I, I number one. The other day. I did this the other day, and I went Shakur, Tank, Haney, and and Loma four. That's pretty good. That's yeah, fair. That's, that's, that's how I did and Initially, when I, first, when I first came up, you know, when someone said that to me, I, I said that right off the bat. But now, after watching the fight again and seeing some of the things that Haney was doing, I was like, ooh. This guy is getting better. If you go by skills, I mean, it's hard to not put Tank one. It's hard also not to put Shakur one. It's hard not to put Haney one. Like all these guys are so skilled. And if you go yeah. by status, Haney has to be one. Uh, Tank has to be two because uh, you know the blockbuster um, capabilities he has. And then Shakur third because you know he has. Yeah, he's, he's still early. Still early. Still starting to sell tickets. And then Loma fourth just by the default. I don't know, man. This is a fun time. This reminds me of the 80s. Um, I was uh, seven. Um, but this reminds me of, like, what we've learned from the from these those past eras. Like, I think they can all fight each other. Uh, yeah, I actually feel I pretty will. optimistic about them all fighting each other. It's crazy. And Devin Haney needs a lot of credit for that, too, for, like, kind of starting this off. Like, someone had to start it. Um, and him fighting Cambosos and then him fighting Lomachenko. And now uh, I think everyone is all positioned. If they can all play nice to uh, really get it going and really bring boxing to the next level. Because I think right now boxing is like mainstream-wise, people are interested in these in these guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Ronnie's shaking I mean, for, his head. For a good reason. Yes. They're young. You know, they're young. It, it's that's, that's something we've missed. We, we've we've seen a lot of the mega fights happen now with guys when they're in their mid-30s. And, like, that's that's a shame. Like, we talk about Floyd Pacquiao. We're now looking at uh, Spence Crawford, and these guys are approaching 35. You know, it's not like it was. Like you said the '80s; these guys were all fighting in the early 20s, and now we're seeing that with this group. Um, it's it's kind of a shame. I'm, I'm I wish Tiafimo was still at 35 and could be in the mix with these guys. Well, they I might was all so go high up to on him during those days, yeah. but no, so I, I, I thought he was number one. I thought he was going to be too. the best. Um, I did too. Let's quickly get onto the scorecards. I don't want to spend too much time on it because nothing's going to change, and the fight has been scored and it's over with. Uh, but I did find it interesting that. Um, the judges were only on the same page for five of the 12 rounds. <laughs> that tells you how, how tightly contested each and every round was. 
Dave I Moretti mean, scored five of the last six for Haney. Cheatham scored four of the last six for Haney. Sutherland had it three, three, the final six rounds. Wait, five of the last six for Haney? Moretti. Wow. Excluding the 10th round, which is just deplorable. I don't understand how he came up with that. Um, that's just wrong on Dave Moretti's part, and it leads me to look up Dave Moretti. I did some research. Guy's pushing 70. Been a judge since 1977. Larry Holmes was the heavyweight champ. No one in this room was born yet. We talked last week about old referees. How about old judges who actually play a bigger role in the sport because they're actually picking the winner and the loser of these fights. Like, Dave Moretti should not be judging anymore. It's it's insane. Five of the last six for Haney is, that's a that's a really bad stat. And uh, Loma, Loma did amazing work in the second half of the fight. Um, I gave Haney the 12th round. The 11th round was huge for for Loma. He was really coming on in 10, 11. Um, although even in, even the last minute of the 11th round, he took off. And there were there were a lot of spurts when when Lomachenko took off, and I think that's why um, he left the door open to 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 lose a lot of the close rounds because he he didn't fight the full three minutes, which right. we often see with guys when they're when they're on the other side of thirty five, uh, really when they're on the other side of thirty two. That's usually when guys start to start to start to decline in in their abilities. I haven't de- um, started declining yet. Yeah, you're still you're you're, you're still sharp. You see that grand uh, slam in the warehouse? Anyway, <laughs> I didn't, but uh... you should. <laughs> Come on, bro. You're I, supposed I, to be I'll, my, I'll like... Check it out. I was too busy watching fights, man. I'm sorry. You're like my friend that's a pro athlete, so whenever I do something cool athletically, I send it to you. Yeah, but, I mean, you you do it in a uh, something that's not even a sport. A what, dusty what warehouse it? in Jersey City. It's a sport <laughs> to me, damn it. You bring up... Is it um, wiffleball game? Blitzball. Um, yeah, blitzball. You bring up 30s. That's interesting for fighters. How about the uh, age of umpires, the age of referees, the age of judges. What's their prime? Uh, Jared Diamond, who's a baseball writer, um, wrote this story or did a study, uh, and Luke Thomas retweeted it. That's how I saw it. The average umpire is almost 50. The best ones are in their 30s. A study found that umpires who missed the most ball strike calls had more than 20 years of experience, while the best umpires average just six years on the job. Just told you Dave Moretti has 40 years of experience. 70 years old, and he's just one of many judges that are up in that age bracket. Not a lot of young judges walking in there. It's a problem. It's a big problem. More than corruption, where you could just be like, corruption, and you can't prove it. It's incompetence, and it's mm-hmm. being just simply too old. Like, sorry. Yeah, even, you know, with that, that 10th round, that's that's deplorable, like you said. But even if he does score that correctly for Loma, he still has Haney winning the fight because he had him up by by two 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 rounds or four points so that's something for people at home so it's a swing so if if one guy wins a round then then or the or for the, the other guy wins a round, that's a two-point swing because you get a you get the point for the round and the other guy loses the point. Yes. so it's like it goes both ways so people Simple. people forget that they go there are four points that's crazy but mm. that means two rounds. two rounds um so and the uh so two judges had a seven five yep seven rounds for haney five rounds for loma which makes it a two-point and- swing Dave had an eight four already. Um, right, he had an eight four. An eight four fight. It, you know, if, and the only way you get a like a because there's no knockdowns, it's just a one point. So yeah. So if Moretti again, if Moretti gets that round right, it's it's still a a, I know. a one point fight for for Haney. For, for Haney. People so are losing that, their let minds. Me you, let me ask you this. Now, would there be such an issue if? One of the judges had Lomachenko winning, and it was a split decision for. for I Haney. think it would be less uproar. 
It's yeah. the unanimous decision that people are upset about, and it's the th- Moretti scorecard, and it's the so tenth th- round. You, you use that word unanimous. So I have so many people like, well, it should have been at least in this. And I go, whoa, 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 wait. Well, unanimous just semantics. means that the judges are all in agreement that who won the fight. Does, they're not in agreement of, of the scorecard because you could have a fight where I maybe two two judges had Haney up ten rounds to two, and then one judge had Loma up you know seven rounds to five. Does that mean it's a closer fight because one of the judges saw up for him? I, you, you, unanimous doesn't mean that the fight wasn't close. Unanimous just means that the judges all had the same right. win. I mean, there's a lot. But of... it was very close, even even on the on the official scorecards. Very very close. There's a lot of casual eyeballs on the sport. They don't really get deep into the weeds with scoring. Um, they yeah. they watch the fight uh, and don't score it each round, and they go off of who they thought won. And a lot of people thought Lomachenko won, including Jean Claude Van Damme and Nelly. Well, there's just there's too many feelings and emotions when it comes to these kinds of fights, and which I understand. Like there's there's a, there's a lot of that going into a fight, especially at this magnitude. But you can't score with that. You can't score with emotion. Anyone who says that one guy definitively won and it is a robbery is speaking on emotion. The yeah. fight was just too close. It was not a robbery. In every round, it was I, so close. It wasn't a robbery. I made a list of robberies. It got a shit ton of views, and people were arguing me all night. Like robberies are. Or Roy Jones, nineteen eighty eight Summer Olympics final, and he outlanded the guy eighty six to thirty two. Robberies are Lennox Lewis, Evander Holyfield, which was ruled a draw, even though Lewis outlanded him by two hundred and eighteen punches. Pacquiao Bradley to a lesser degree. Uh, there's so many other ones where it's just so blatant. Those are robberies. Seven five fights are are, are not robberies. Yeah, it's, it's it's easy to go throw out that 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 term, but. That's that's boxing. That's boxing for you. Let's move on to fights this weekend. A whole new batch of fights to dissect, to argue over, to go crazy about. Uh, it's not, not as big as this past weekend, but it's a featherweight bonanza this weekend, Chris. Can you believe that Lee Wood is getting back into the ring with Mauricio Lara just three months after getting iced and just a previous maybe six months before that went down hard against Conlon? I'm shocked. I'm happy because I want to watch the fight, but I can't believe it's only been three months. Yeah, I, th- I think with with Wood, and this is something you and I learned last time we were talking about him. He's he's older than we thought. You know, he's he's been around for a long time, but now he's in actually in the mainstream. I don't think he has that much time, so I they're agree. trying to maximize what they can out of him right now, which makes sense and it's good for us because we're getting great fights. Mm-hmm. And he was doing really well in that in that fight with Lara the first the the first time. So, did he see opportunities to that he could take advantage of? You know, Lara was seeming like he was starting to get tired in that fight, and then came on and landed a hellacious shot. Um, you know, is this one going to be different? I mean, I don't, I don't really think so. So I'm betting think, hard on Lara knockout. Yeah, I think Lara is. I think Lara is a really, really bad dude, and he's going to be around for a while. He fights. I mean, the way he fights, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and the guy has heavy hands, and he and he brings it. But um, but yeah, I mean, Wood can punch too, man. Wood Wood's got a good right he hand. Does and, he was winning the fight he too? Was very much, very much in that fight. Um, so you know, maybe they see something. Maybe they see it. Like there's something that they could, they could have capitalized on and they didn't the first time, or maybe they're just looking at how I said initially. It's like, yeah, he's a little bit older. This is no, the time is. To, to to go for it. He's 34. Um, he who knows if I get another chance, but I think he would get another chance. Like like if Lara fought Warrington and they're and like uh, Eddie Hermes, like don't worry, uh, Lee, we'll get you back in there in six months from now, so you can recover from these brutal fights you've been in. That would have made sense, but he's decided to go through with it and should be a good fight. He was winning up on a lot of the cards in the first fight before he got caught. I don't think I think it's just too quick of a turnaround. I'm taking Lara by by knockout. Same day, um, around the same time, over on ESPN Plus, our friend Mick Conlin is going for a world title again, IBF title that belongs to Luis Alberto Lopez. Lopez beat Warrington. Uh, Conlin has put together some nice performances since that Wood loss. 
like this fight. It's another chance for for Conlon to get that world title. Lopez is another chance for him to get closer to a unification bout. Like this fight too. Yeah, I've uh, I've had the chance to call a bunch of Lopez's fights. He fought in the bubble with top rank. Um, he upset a bunch of guys. He's he pretty much always comes in as the, as the B side and then comes out with these spectacular performances. He's an excellent, excellent fighter. He actually, I believe he was a soccer player, which you can see from his footwork a lot. He's he, he's very very mobile. He's very explosive. Um, his change of direction is is really really good. Um, tough fight for for Mick, but I mean, listen, I, I'm a big fan of the way Mick fights. He'll fight anybody. I love guys who have that attitude. Um, you know, he's 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 a he's super tough and very talented but i mean lopez is just ah, he's just one of those guys man i think he's gonna give everybody trouble it's feisty um and he's feisty that's good that's a good way to put it very very good term to to describe him um tough fight i'm, I'm actually really looking forward to that one it's gonna be a good afternoon yeah great fights in the featherweight division uh i still think robesi ramirez is the best featherweight in the world um i probably have lara too uh, if you're looking to get these belts consolidated, uh, the best chance for unification would probably be the Lopez Conlon winner versus Robesi, who uh, fights under top rank. Conlon's with top rank. Lopez, I think, is with ESPN or top rank or something. Uh, Lara Wood, that's going to stay in the matchroom world. Uh, Warrington seems to be like to get the winner of Lara Wood, even though he doesn't deserve it. Um, then you got guys like Brandon Figueroa uh, on the outside looking in. He's like odd man out with PBC. Uh, Ray Still Vargas. Ray Vargas is a champion. Is a featherweight champion with WBC. Yeah, yeah, coming back down from that loss because that 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 uh, Shaki Foster fight was at as at one thirty, so he can move back down to one twenty six and he's got his title. Ray Vargas yeah. is still he's still there. He's still lurking. He's a lurker. He looks like a lurker. Yeah, no offense. Yeah, that's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we end six, the six show. Foot one twenty six pounder. <laughs> he's a lurker. Like I lurks. Um, we end the show with a ridiculous story. Andy Ruiz. You saw this. His Twitter account was hacked. Um, and it was a, a four slides. One says, I love smoking weed all day long. I love purchasing prostitutes. And I also love getting blood infusions to get all the steroids out of my blood stream. This wow. tweet stayed up there for a while. It was up there for like three, four hours. Uh, it turns out that it was, um, an ex of his. I know he's going through some, a pretty nasty separation. I don't know if they're married or not. I know there's, there's a kid involved. This is nuts. This is crazy. Like, those are some serious allegations. Like, the weed, fine. Yeah. Prostitutes, not fine. <laughs> the blood transfusions, is that even a thing? Like, wh what's going on with Andy Ruiz? Guys, it's, it's, it's a mess, his, his personal life. Um. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't speak to any of that. It's all personal, life, personal stuff, and obviously, it's a, it's a scorned, a scorned act. So, I mean, can you really, what can you really say about that? It's, it's, it's out there. Um, but yes, but blood transfusions is the thing. Yeah, I don't know if you remember from, um, uh, the Lance Armstrong days. That was one of the ways they used to, to cover up, um, his drug use. But, uh, that's regardless. Back, back to the original. <laughs> the original well, there topic. is a picture of him with two giant bags of weed, so he can't deny that. Yeah, but that's legal in was every state. It's right. legal now. So, I feel like well, I mean, every fighter should smoke. Like I don't care about that. That's the least of these yeah. allegations. Um, there also is a sex tape floating around. Says Andy Ruiz. That's from Andy saying that. He said, "Don't." He's like, I feel like he's getting in front of it. Yeah, smart. For lack of better term, he <laughs> says there might be a sex tape floating out there. I might have committed some light treason. He's just like, hey, just want to let you know. You might be seeing my giant body and my tattooed ass cheeks on the internet soon. God bless. Well, boxing, baby. What's what's that saying? There's uh, 
Nothing. No. 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 Woman scorn. What, what I say, hell hath no fury like a scorn lover. Hell hath no fury. That, 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 that's it. Oof. How did she get that's his tough. Twitter? Like I like. Not that I think this would ever happen to me, but like, change your passwords. I mean, maybe he's got an easy one. Maybe it's like Ruiz one two three. Oh my God! Someone you know what? Someone's the quote tweets on the on his that tweet that stayed up for th- hours. Someone said passwords were tacos one two three. Oh. <laughs> it is unbelievable. I honestly like I've he's a good dude, Andy Ruiz, and but like, damn, that's some big allegations. Like, good dude, talented fighter. I mean, that's, get in that's the hope, ring. Let's hope, let's hope most of that's not true. And get just, in the uh, ring, man. Just chalk it up to to a really angry ex. Get in the ring. I know uh, Fury says that that Ruiz priced himself out. He hasn't fought since September of like. Not even last year, twenty twenty one. What happened to him in Wilder? I thought that was I thought that was gone. Kaput. He's oh, no longer was, a PBC I Ruiz. A, I thought that was a great fight. I thought man. that was I a home that, run I, of a fight. I like that fight a lot. I thought that fight was just it almost made too much sense. Like I feel like PBC was like praying for that to happen, and it finally is right in front of us. Heavyweights. I mean, we're having such a great year in boxing, and there ha- wasn't there hasn't been one significant heavyweight fight in the first six months. If you count Joyce Sang, that's significant. Which is cr- which is crazy because we've had a great first half of this year and the strength that is on non-heavyweights. Non-heavyweights. Good for the health of boxing. Yes, but. non-heavyweights, no Spence, no Crawford, one Canelo fight that no one cared about. Um, and the sport is still doing well because these, I tell you, 135 to 140 is carrying the sport right now. And, I mean, again, it's, they're all young guys too. So that's that's another really good you know, aspect of this. We, we have young fighters who are fighting each other that are, that are garnering a lot of respect from, from the fans. So, you know, boxing, boxing is alive and well, you know, and it's, it's a shame talking about this fight because now everyone's talking about controversy and robbery, but like, it was a great fight with great, uh, you know, a great matchup. Um, boxing, man, it's, it's, it's two steps forward, one step back always, or one step forward, two steps back, depending on how you look at it. But I think there's a lot of interest in these guys. And I think the the scoring obviously will simmer down. Uh, Cooler heads will prevail. Uh, sport will go on. We will go on. We will have shows for you. I'm heading down to Orlando to call a fight for Jake Paul's MVP prospect series. Nice. Getting my, my suit on, and I'm heading down to your area of Florida. Um, should be a fun weekend. Should be a fun weekend of fights. Check them out over on DAZN and ESPN+. Plus. As I always. Roll up. I'm going to have to roll up on you guys. Yo, show up. Caribe Royale. Uh, Friday night. This Friday? Yeah, Caribe Royale in Orlando. Up on Orlando. Show up, bro. You can bunk up with me. I'm gonna. That's. I. I can afford a, a hotel room. Okay. Then. All right. <laughs> Doing good. But uh, yeah. That's that's. You know what? I'm gonna leave that open ended. Nice. I would like I'm to not, hang I'm out. I'm not saying with you. I'm not there. I'm not saying I'm not. Me, you, Jake, Paul, getting drinks, toasting to the good life. Uh, Let's go, yeah. bitches. All right. Protect yourselves at all times. Keep your hands up at all times. Change your Twitter password right now. We're out. <laughs>